Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. Well, hello everyone. This is Lisa and Jeanette with Good Vibe Coach Academy. Um, this is a Coaching Smarty Pants show. And today we have, I think, a topic that none of us, we, we, we say we think about this stuff, and I think we all get kind of lazy. I'm not going to say all. See, I get kind of lazy around <laughs> the edges with energy management on my coaching sessions, and it makes such a huge difference. So that's what we want to talk about today, the four pillars of really exceptional energy management and energy planning for coaching sessions. How are you today, Jeanette? I'm feeling pretty fabulous, and I'm excited about this topic because I agree with you. It's probably something that's easy for us to think that we're doing a decent job of addressing, but when we really look at it, we might find we have slipped in our practice. And like you said, this can make a tremendous difference in how our sessions unfold with our clients, so it's it's worth taking a close look at. And I think you and I, actually, we were just on another call, and you had mentioned you're pretty solidly booked this month. I'm pretty solidly booked this month. Like, it's easier to let it slip when you have a lot of client sessions going on. And yet, that's really when we need to be thinking about this the most, because it makes a ton of difference for our clients. But in reality, it makes a massive amount of difference for Mm -hmm. us. Like, our sense of satisfaction, our sense of overwhelm, how we feel at the end of the day if we've managed the energy in sessions intentionally versus how we feel if we haven't intentionally managed the energy of our client sessions. So I think it's, you know, yeah, it's an important topic, not just it, for them, but for us. Yeah, you're right. And it's, and it's I think, easy for us to feel like, you know, if we, we pay attention to the words that we use in our sessions and maybe we, you know, set some intentions and feel like we've got it covered. But, boy, there is a lot more that's going into how those – how that time unfolds for us and for our clients that's worth paying attention to. Yeah. All right, should we get right to it? You want to talk about the first thing on our list, which is the obvious one, the word I've used probably six times already, intention. It starts with taking the time, being present with, and creating, committing to, an intention for our sessions, an intention for the energy in our sessions. Like just that. If we do that alone, we might have nailed it. Well, you know what? If we do that, I think it it affects the other things as well. You know, if we have an intention for a very effective um, session, I think we would find ourselves inspired to address some of these other things that we've got on the list. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm Mm-hmm. What kind of intentions do you set for your session? Mine are simple and they are short. And I know other coaches who have much more elaborate rituals before client sessions, which I've often admired and yet never engaged. Mine is as simple as just taking a minute to release thought, get focused on being of highest service. And I, that's, those are actually the words that I use. And it might even just be not even a complete sentence. It might just be tuning into the feeling of highest service. But I'm having with it that feeling of plugging into like a higher power or my higher self and dropping any agenda I might my physical mind might have had about how to conduct this 
session. So it feels like it helps me be more open to divine input or at least inspiration from my higher self. Mine is similar. I mean, I, I try to get dialed in on that feeling of satisfaction and ease. You know, that it, it feels, I don't like to say good. I think a lot of coaches use the word good, that they want their sessions to feel good. I want to feel satisfied. And I do take a moment, sometimes more than a moment, depending on how busy or how strung out I've been feeling. But I, I do take some time to anchor that knowingness of being plugged into divine guidance or spirit before a session. And I've had a couple of sessions this week where I did not nail that and actually stopped the session early on and said, you know what, let's, let's take a breath. Let's, let's, let's both get dialed back in here because I can feel it when I haven't taken that time to set that intention and get dialed in. Yeah, I think that's important to do when we notice during a session that we might be off or the energy's off for some reason to take the time for a reset. It's never too late to redirect it. And I don't think a client ever cares. In fact, I think clients actually might appreciate that opportunity to reset also. I would agree. Have you ever been on a session with your coach and you thought your coach was off? (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing for, uh, I don't think it's unusual for a client to assume if something seems off with their coach to start to wonder what it means about them. Like they'll make it personal instead of just recognize, oh, maybe they're, maybe they just got some rough news or maybe they didn't get much sleep or something like that. They'll, they'll go to, oh, why doesn't she like me? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why is she being so irritated with me? Um, Should we go to what's next on our list? Yeah, I'm interested in this one because this was actually the topic that inspired you for today's topic in general, which Mm -hmm. is posture. So tell me a little about that. Well, I had never thought about this, but an energy worker, one whom I respect, had shared with me that your sessions will be more effective if you pay attention to the posture that you're engaging while you're in your sessions. And one of the things he specifically spoke to, he said it like I should know that. I mean, I've been doing this for so long, and I pay attention to energy. I'm sensitive to this stuff. This had never really crossed my mind. I do all of my sessions by phone. So I recognize that if we're in person, that there's some body language that could affect how a session unfolds. But by phone, I didn't really think that that was as important. But what he said to me was that simple things, like if you cross your arms or if you cross your legs at the ankles, you are restricting the energy flow. You're basically closing it off. So you're no longer channeling energy from above, but you are shutting yourself off. And I never really thought about that before. And I wondered, does every other coach know this besides me? (laughs) Have you paid attention to that, Lisa? I'd never thought about it, but I totally get it. And to be honest, I mean, I don't sit at a desk. I have a chaise lounge that I sit on with my laptop on my lap. And when you mentioned that this morning, like I thought about the various positions that I can contort myself into on this chaise lounge. I know 
thinking about it now that I am clearer, like the energy flows better, I am more clear and I am more grounded when both feet are on the ground and I'm sitting up as opposed to mm-hmm. leaning back or like cross. Like when you mentioned it and I thought about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's probably really true. Well, I think it's the same reason they tell us to meditate in that, you know, very traditional position for the flow of energy through the chakras, right? Isn't that why we're supposed to be straight when we mm-hmm. meditate? Yeah, there's probably something to that that I hadn't been paying attention to. And I know that I have had listeners who are voice experts who have written me with tips to offer suggestions that they can tell what position I'm in when I record based on what they're able to hear. I never really thought about it that much, but... But there was an expert who said, you're going to want to make sure you're sitting up straight as you record, because if you're slumped, it comes through. You don't sound as energetic. You don't sound as vitalized. And it's all about posture. Just a simple change in your posture will change that. And I was thinking about how, you know, there are things when, like there are some conversations that with, you know, a friend or family member, I'll be relaxed on the couch. And then when it gets important, I sit up. Or when I'm driving, mm-hmm. I could be relaxed in my car, in my in the driver's seat, and but then when it gets like, oh, you better pay attention, I sit up. I, I think there might be something about a different energy that gets channeled when we adjust our posture, something I hadn't paid attention to. I agree. Okay, the next one we had on their list, and this one's huge for me. I mean, it may not affect other people the way it affects me, but breath during a session, if I'm not paying attention, I will hold my breath. I, I hold my breath while I'm listening to people. Like, I, I may not breathe deeply or regularly, and breath centers and grounds me. I mean, I think it centers and grounds all of us almost all of us. immediately. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not intentional with my breath during my coaching sessions, I can get really distracted and and not be managing my breath very well. And I am less grounded and less present in my sessions for having not paid attention to that. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been in conversations with this same energy worker who has said to me, breathe. And I didn't realize that I wasn't breathing until he pointed it out. Sure enough, I noticed I was holding my breath or breathing really shallow. I've been using, um, I'm, I'm going to laugh, called the Revibe, that's R-E-V-I-B-E, um, and I say that because there's a toy in, like, adult toy stores that sounds very similar to that name. It is sold for people who have ADHD, and I bought it actually for my kid, and it you wear it like a watch. And it buzzes you at, like, little increments. And it was intended to kind of cue somebody to focus on what they're supposed to be focusing on, like somebody who has focus issues. Well, it, my kid won't wear it. But I've been wearing it and use it as a breath reminder because it's silent. Like, there's no alarm. There's no nothing. It's just a little buzz on my wrist. And it buzzes. I think I've got it set for every 10 minutes. It always amazes me how often that thing goes off and I realize I've been holding my breath. And I'm wow. relatively cued in for breathing. 
But at that 10-minute increment, it is not uncommon for me to realize that I'm tight in my chest, that I'm feeling that heaviness of not having been breathing deeply. And, yeah, it's a really nice reminder. And it makes a lot of difference in the energy of a client session because it helps me to stay grounded and present. Hmm. Very cool. I've got one sitting in my shopping cart now. <laughs> Re, R-E dash V-I-B-E. Re, I, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, and, and you know, in client sessions, too, we can hear it in our clients. And they become short of breath, like it's one of the ways we can cue into what their experiences or what they're feeling based on what their breathing pattern is. So we know how important that is for groundedness and connection and clarity. So it's a good thing for us to practice as well. And I agree with you, Lisa, that it's easy to think you are doing this, but when you really check in on it, I I bet many of us would be surprised at how often we could benefit from a deeper breath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to laugh. I'm laughing at myself with the last one on this list. Because I am looking around my office right now, and I'm going to avoid the words, like the curse words that want to come out of my mouth. But environment is, I think, massively important in terms of client sessions. And one wouldn't think so, right, because our environment is our environment. Our client doesn't see that most of the time because most of us are doing sessions over the phone or remotely in some way. But environment has a tremendous amount of impact on the energy that we bring into our client session. So important. And I think that a lot of us intuitively know that and probably take some steps to address it already, but I think it's worth becoming even more conscious about so you can set yourself up for highest success by being more deliberate and intentional about creating the environment that really allows you to be at your best energetically. Because we all know the difference when, you know, we're sitting at a messy desk or if we've got a plant in front of us or there's a reminder on the computer about a bill that you've got to call about. Those sorts of things, they can take a toll on the energy and they might not seem like a big deal, but they add up. It's a very different feeling when we've taken the time to clear our desk or to set it up in a way that feels good. Like I know some people really enjoy having those little zen gardens in front of them. I'm a huge fan of crystals. A cat on my lap makes a difference for my for my client session. I I this has happened before too when I'll be working on something and then I start a session, but I've still got notes from the project that I was working on next to me somewhere mm-hmm. on the desk or maybe even on the screen. It's distracting. So to be willing to clean up the environment to allow a highest focus that uh, it it will make a difference in how you experience your sessions and how you feel as you do your work on an ongoing basis. I think it can have it can be the difference between feeling good at the end of a client day and feeling tired, kind of mm-hmm. energy drained at the end mm-hmm. of the client day because we're trying to focus on a client session, but our attention is fractured and spread in lots of different places because there's a lot of distraction in the environment. So, I mean, it sounds like a no-brainer, but I think more, you know, a willingness to pay even more attention, more in, you know, growing that attention 
to what's going on in our environments and how they can be nurturing and inspiring versus distracting and like the shithole mine is right now. You know what I'm do when we hang up. <laughs> you know, we can expand our thoughts of our environment just beyond our, but also like how we are, how we are physically. Like mm-hmm. if I wash my face and brush my teeth, it makes a difference. If even getting dressed, and I never do, I rarely do Skype sessions. So no one's going to know whether I brushed my hair or whether I put on any makeup. But but I know, I feel the difference. I feel more I don't I don't know what words I would put around it. It feels ready or engaged. It just feels more, I don't know, awake or vitalized. I don't know. But when I get dressed, I I pay attention to how this outfit feels because if I'm feeling schlumpy when I get on a session, that stuff radiates it, it i'm not saying your clients pick up on it consciously or even that you will consciously be aware but it has an effect and i've had i i think clients do i mean my clients may well know me enough to know but i think my clients can tell it, like if i'm showing up for work or if i just climbed out of bed and crawled to my office Mm-hmm. And that sounds like a little bit of an exaggeration, but let's face it, most of us do work from home. And it can get really easy to get very loose around the edges with the distinction between your office and your bedroom and the rest of your house. Like that that willingness to go to work, like show up in your coaching practice, not as an extension of everything else that's going on around you, but as a sacred space and all mm-hmm. that that means makes mm-hmm. all the difference for our clients. Yeah, whatever you can do that makes you feel your best, it will allow it will line you up for doing your best work. And I agree with you, Lisa. They're probably more, they, it probably registers more consciously than we realize with our clients. Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking about... I know about, it registers. Because if I'm, I'm, if I'm on an important call, I will tell people that I got dressed. That's how, like, consciously or subconsciously it's wired in. <laughs> I will tell my client, like, I put my lipstick on for this call. Like, I am good to go. <laughs> I interrupted you. Were you going to start? Well, I was just thinking an, another way to be paying attention to our energy management for our sessions, for me, involves how I book my sessions. Like when I book them, whether I book them back to back or whether how much time I give myself between sessions, that's another thing worth paying attention for me. And also, you are you are better at this than I am. I would, this is another improvement I know I can make for myself and my own energy hygiene practice, and that is the clearing of the energy after we finish a session. And that could be a very simple thing, but uh, it's not one that I consistently engage I'm I am pretty consistent with that. I mean, I have some I have some habitual rituals about like getting up and stretching, washing my hands, you know, going to the bathroom, washing my hands before I take another client call. I sage my office regularly. I sage myself at least. I'm not going to say every day, but almost every day I get myself a good thorough smudging. And I know not everybody likes to smudge, but some sort of clearing rituals really make a difference. I it's I am crap for coach if I'm doing back-to-back and I do not get up and do some sort of clearing in between. 
I mean, I will carry one session into the next. Not obviously not on purpose, but I just I have to do the clearing, or mm-hmm. I'm not good for my clients. Mhm. You know what's interesting to me too is how helpful it is to educate loved ones in our lives about this, so they don't mm-hmm. think you're good to go as soon as you hang up the phone, but they know you might need a minute in order to get clear of that and be really not that you know we're having these challenging deep. Um, profound sessions, but that it, there's an energy that's happening in that connection that it's it's worth getting clear of as you, you move into whatever you engage next. I've noticed that if I'm writing a blog post, I'm thinking I, I'm going to get this done before my session starts, and I don't, then I finish my session, go back to the blog post, I can't write. <laughs> Even if all I needed to do was, you know, put an ending on it and pick some keywords – uh, it's it's got to get cleared before in order to do it, it proper justice. And I think maybe for us, is this true? I think it's true. Maybe for us, those of us who do work remotely or virtually more than some, because, I mean, for people who are communicating face-to-face, there's all kinds of modalities of communication that are going on. There's body language. There's facial expressions. There's a ton of things happening in a one-on-one face-to-face conversation that we don't have, often don't have in our work. So we may, by default, by our nature, and by necessity, be even more dialed in to, like, the subtle, unseen energies of an exchange between us and our clients. Because we don't have those other things to rely on that you would in a you know mm-hmm. one-on-one day-to-day if human physical interaction, and that makes the issue of energy hygiene and energy curation even more important because we're not looking at body language or reading facial expressions. We're reading and feeling into the energy mm-hmm. of what we're experiencing with, with our clients at a heightened level. I agree. And when we're more deliberate about that, when we're more cognizant of what's happening there, I think it allows us to get better at it. I think why it was worth talking about today. And enjoy our practices more. I mean, I titled this, How to Have Better Sessions for Your Clients. But I think what it really comes down to for me is how to feel better at the end of the day. How to feel clean, how to feel energized, how to enjoy my work more, which innately makes me a better coach anyway. Mm-hmm. And everything we're talking about here is alignment, energetic alignment. Mm-hmm. I say as I've got my ankles crossed right now. <laughs> I have my feet flat on the floor, girlfriend. My office is like a damn tornado up in here. So we should close this so I can go clean my office. If you guys want any more information, if there's anything we can do for you, you can find us at goodvibescoachacademy.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day.